Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mournette. And today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, 100 plus women who care, Fox Valley Special Recreation Association, and Little Friends. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now from 100 plus women who care is Pama Aiken. She's the chapter leader right here in Naperville. Welcome to the show, Pama. Hi, Jane. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's start right off with what is a giving circle, and, and what does it mean to become a member of one? Essentially, what we do is we gather together every quarter, and um, and members are able to nominate their favorite local charities, and then we vote uh, and pick one. And then all the members, regardless of what their preference was when we went into the meeting, now promises to to uh, pay a hundred dollars, donate a hundred dollars to the charity that we chose um, at the most recent meeting. And so we have 130 members or so and so our last charity we we gave thirteen thousand um, dollars directly to from our club that's amazing i mean so, that's a big yeah. impact in one fell swoop right for some of these smaller groups that we work with you know that get nominated it's really a big it's really a big it's a game changer yeah it really is absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. now you're the chapter leader for Naperville, uh right how, how many chapters are there palma and kind of how did this whole organization get started oh thank you jane we we, we uh, our chapter started in 2009 at the time, I believe I was, we were the fifth chapter in the world. The original chapters from Michigan, they started in 2007 and the idea just spread because really a very simple concept. Um, I think there are over 800 chapters operating worldwide now. There's a, now there's a, a hundred who care alliance, which kind of, you know, just kind of helps people get started and tries to organize um, chapters as they, you know, to help people form chapters. Um, so, that, so, and keeps track of how many chapters there are and that sort of thing. So, um, and we have, you know, a conference every other year and all kinds of very loose knit, but um, just amazing. This concept has just grown so quickly. So, so, um, so all over the world. Yeah, well, it's I would awesome. I would think, I mean, there's sort of, you know, as humans, we like to be with other people, right? And I would think that there's some real joy that comes out of getting together as a group and, and making, in, in many cases, just like you said, a really big impact on an organization with, with a relatively small individual donation, right? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, we, uh, you know, for the last year, we've been meeting on Zoom because, um, you know, because we can't really get together. And so that kind of aspect is, is hard, hard to uh, recreate on Zoom. But, you know, when you get when we get into our meetings um, in, in, the, in the past, we had, uh, you know, we'd have 60 to 80 members show up. And, um, you know, you're in a room full of like minded people. And, um, you know, even though um, you may not your charity that you nominated might not have gotten chosen that quarter you can always reapply next quarter but you can also you also get you know people talk with you and new volunteers show up and people make donations anyway because that's the you know that's the kind of people that we attract 
you know, so we are um, we are looking for a new home. Our our um, Super Rosa restaurant on Woodridge in Woodridge um, has been hosting us faithfully for the last twelve years, and they um, at the you know right right after COVID started um, pretty much closed their doors. So once um, once we are able to meet in groups of sixty or more, um, in you know hopefully this year. We're going to have to find a new place to meet. So if anyone has any ideas, please call me. <laughs> yeah, I know you've had a, a big group that's been there, and that has been really nice for you, right? It's been wonderful. And then, you know, we used to, we would meet, and then we'd have dinner together afterward if you, if you had time. But the idea is you come to a meeting, and it's an hour. I mean, we start at 5.30, we end at 6.30, and it's, you know, and then you go home to dinner if that's what your deal is. So um, if you have got time to hang out with and have a glass of wine with some girls and get to know each other, um, that was always a fun thing to do, too. So we're hoping we can recreate that someday soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll hope that for you, too. So just to recap in terms of the membership, uh, Palma, what, what do you need to do to be a member? Well, you know, it really, it, it, you you need to come to your first meeting. Most members don't attend every meeting, but to come to become a member, you want to come to the first meeting, and then you want to pay the hundred dollars towards the to towards the charity that we chose at that first meeting that you attend. Um, and then once you start donating, you're a member. You know, we're not really um, um, to. Uh, there's not, it's not too complicated, you know. Okay. Um, you do uh, to become a member. You do promise to 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 pay um, the hundred dollars for the first four meetings. So in other words, for a year, you promise to um, to be a faithful member. And then once you're a member, and once you've paid that first uh, for that first, you know, that donated to that first charity, then or. Um, then you can nominate your own favorite nonprofit to be considered. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, so it's kind so of have check, really yeah, have checkbook will travel a little bit. So uh, yeah, right. and you can even put it online now. We've got it all covered. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now, just yeah. uh, give us a little bit on your last campaign that you just did. Well, our last campaign was to a group called Home to Home, and they help people who are um, just getting into an apartment from homelessness. Um, to, to furnish their homes, and 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 not only do they furnish the home, but they 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 come in while you're not there, and 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 decorate it. You know, they they put it together so that when you walk in, it's kind of that surprise that like you see on HDTV. You know, the people go, "Oh my gosh, it's so lovely." <laughs> So this is they 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 take great pride in making not only you know giving the desks and the beds and the tables and what have you um, they take great pride in putting it together for you with the rugs and the pillows and the bedspreads and everything so they they do a really really special uh, special thing for the for the clients so we donated thirteen thousand dollars to them then we have a grant uh, from Richard M Schultz Family Foundation that that will will grant us up to $5,000 um, additional. So that's like having 50 more members, right? Right. So they'll, they'll donate $5,000 to anyone that we choose. And, of course, we have to do some paperwork, but it's, it's it works out every time. So that's $18,000. Plus, in this case, um, one of their benefactors decided to match our donation. So they got another $13,000 um you know, uh, so it brought the total to thirty-one thousand dollars for this group. You know, 
and I donated a hundred. You know, it's 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 and it's a really great feeling to to know how we put that in motion. You know, all of us working together. So yeah. it's really it's really, it's a fun club to be along to. Yeah, and fun well, to run too. Yeah. Well, I know you run a very tight meeting, Palma. I've heard that from lots of people. So you're very good about keeping people on time and getting it done. And boy, yeah, what a, we don't go over. No. I hate meetings that go over an hour. I just don't. <laughs> Palma, that's great. I mean, what a big impact that you and your 100-plus friends are making uh, to the local uh, community charities here in town. So thank you so much for coming by. I really, I really appreciate the, the, the invitation, Jane. It, it really makes a big difference to us. Well, you're your, welcome. Your attention. You're yeah. welcome. And if you're interested in learning more about 100-plus women who care, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette, and joining me now is Alex Engelhart. She's the executive director of Fox Valley Special Recreation Association. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hi, Jane. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, really pleased to have you with us today. And we're going to start right out. Just give us a little bit of an overview of Fox Valley Special Recreation Association. Fox Valley Special Recreation empowers individuals with special needs through therapeutic recreation leisure activities. So anything that you and I do for fun, we try to ensure individuals with special needs can do the same. This year, we're celebrating 45 years, our 45 years of supporting individuals through leisure and recreation. And this month in particular is Therapeutic Recreation Month. So we're highlighting our certified staff that really make us stand out above the rest. Through FESRA programs, we support the entire participant life cycle. So a child who's three to six um, may do some parent-taught programs with us. Those in the, the school age might do after school or summer camp programs. Individuals as they age out of the high school and transition programs, they may do adult day programs. And we have nine adult day programs all throughout the community focusing on volunteerism, community integration, and fitness. And then we have an extensive variety of programs through our, our program guides from weekly activities such as fitness, arts and crafts, special events and trips. And then I've even taken groups out to Colorado to go skiing. So COVID has definitely impacted what we do and how we do it. 
Um, but we like to bring a lot of fun to what we do. Well, you certainly have a full range of activities there. And like you said, across a broad spectrum of age groups, right? Mm-hmm, correct. Yeah. All ages and all abilities. Yeah, so let's kind of pick up on that whole topic because obviously the last year has been a very challenging one. What have you seen in the special needs arena that has really impacted uh, the folks that are your clients? So at the start of the pandemic, when everything shut down, we are left with uncertainty. And so our staff and volunteers, we called all of our participants just to check in and see how they were doing. Many that had supportive home lives were doing fairly well and just a little anxious. Um, but for so many, they stopped working, they stopped going to day programs and they stopped seeing familiar faces. They didn't get to see their friends. And so many of us just need that friendship to fuel our, fuel our souls. Um, and so participants were feeling isolated, lonely, um, and they just needed a sense of belonging. Okay, so now what, you know, Fox Valley Special Recreation Association, how did you step up to that call, Alex? <laughs> so once we made those phone calls, we realized that the participants, even if they couldn't be with us in person, they wanted to be with us virtually. So we are one of the first special recreations to launch our virtual program, or our virtual lineup. And we started with the Lunch Bunch just 10 days after the pandemic started uh, with the shutdown. And we now have over 75 virtual programs per week that individuals can start their day with, with a brunch bunch, have coffee with their friends, join us again over the lunch hour for social activities, and then even do fitness activities in the afternoon. So we've launched our virtual program lineup. We also realized that participants, not all of them had technology and they didn't have access to stay connected. So we launched the Dr. William Kelly Resource Library and through our foundation support, we were able to provide tablets and technology to ensure that everyone who was interested was able to stay connected. Yeah, that's an amazing part, right? I think, you know, never before, as much as we all knew technology was important, I think going through this pandemic, you realize what an absolutely critical element it can be for so many who don't have it, right? Right. Yeah. So our resource library, not only did we provide tablets and technology, but with fitness centers and other places closed, we even supplied at-home fitness kits and other adaptive equipments, even a large adapted bike for one individual who was able to then bike to the grocery store where his aging mother wasn't able to go out due to COVID. Oh, so we wonderful. really looked at each one of the phone calls and determined how we could best support each individual. That's amazing. And, and I'm sure you have a lot of great stories from that, of ways you've been able to step up to the plate. Um, talk a little bit. You mentioned off the top of the show about uh, a 45th anniversary, which is exciting. Congratulations. Uh, talk a little bit about how you envision the next 45 years for your organization. So we just launched a new strategic plan, and it did not have anything about COVID and what this impact would have. Um, but it allowed our staff to really think outside of the box. And while we may not know what the next 45 years, 45 days, or even 45 minutes will bring, I can guarantee that FESRA will be committed to supporting innovation and our staff are already adapting to what that might look like. We've already used some of these new platforms to um, transition our programs to ensure that we're able to respond to whatever the environment brings. I think, you know, we have seen so much in terms of innovation, right? And you talked a little bit about that as far as your stuff. And I would imagine that there will be things that you've learned during this time period that you continue to carry forward with, even after the pandemic is done. 
Right, our virtual lineup, we've been able to connect with participants who maybe didn't want to do the in-person programs. And we've gotten so many new individuals that have joined us for our virtual programs. Many participants say that it gives them a reason to start their day. Mm. And this will be a new lineup that we'll offer along with our current program mix. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, it, it may not, you know, as, as much as this has been a very challenging time, I think it also now presents, hopefully, on as we move to the backside at some point, uh, some exciting things to look forward to in terms of how it's impacted the work we do, right? Right. Yeah. So as we get ready to wrap up here, tell us a little bit, Alex, about what the community can do to support Fox Valley Special Recreation Association. All right. So as we look um, for where the community support, we don't necessarily want to rebuild what we did. We want to re-envision what the future could be. And through that, we need to rebuild our, our volunteer and our workforce. So if you know of anyone who um, is looking for that part-time job, looking to give back, uh, we are starting to hire now for the summer season and hoping that we can do a little bit more in person with summer day camp and our inclusion support programs. And if you know of anyone who is looking for uh, leisure and recreation and they do need some sort of modification, please encourage anyone with special needs to come check us out. We'd love to have them tour our office. We can do so safely and do it virtually. Um, but we just want to ensure that anyone that is interested in participating has that option. Through our foundation, we're always looking for financial support or um, ways to, to support our, our virtual library through technology. Okay, well, those are two great ways, right, that people can get involved <laughs> with you and support the folks that you support. Alex, thank you so much for coming by and sharing a little bit about your organization with us. Thank you so much, Jane. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And if you would like to find out more about the Fox Valley Special Recreation Association, please go and visit their website. We'll be right back after a few short messages. Don't go away. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. NCTV 17's news team brings you coverage that is specific to Naperville, accurate, and up-to-date on the latest developments in our community. These stories keep us informed and inspired. These stories bring us together. If you value your local nonprofit television station, please make a donation so NCTV 17 can continue its mission of telling local stories on air and online. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from Little Friends is their president and CEO, Mike Briggs. Mike, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. How are you, Jane? I'm doing great. All the better for seeing you. And I'm so looking forward to talking about your new facility. So we'll start right off there. Give our viewers a little bit of an idea about your new facility that you've moved into and why you feel it's so much better than the one that you have had for so many years in downtown Naperville. Well, it's it's an exciting time. We actually uh, we actually moved at the end of December uh, after being in the facility in the historic district since literally 1975. You can only imagine 
uh, how much, how many things had been accumulated over all of those years. Um, but what we were able to do is that we found a building that we were able to renovate. And in doing so, we've increased the size of our school and the, and the ability in terms of what we can do. Um, the available space literally is about um, two and a half times from a potential standpoint as to what we had uh, that was available for the, for the school operations. Uh, we've been able to uh, create and, and have now a, a very current and uh, what I think is very comfortable new center for autism that we were able to open up as well. Um, and, and so it's, it's an exciting time because it gives us a, a chance to be able to, to position the organization to where we can be here for a long time. And uh, the benefits to the community and the, the ability to help children and families that are dealing with the challenges that, are, that come along with intellectual and developmental disabilities and autism are, are real and they're not going away. And, and to be a resource in this town and other towns is, I think, significant and, and exciting for us. That's great. So just remind our viewers, uh, if you would, Mike, where are you now located? Um, we literally only moved uh, less than three miles as the crow flies. Um, we are located now in Warrenville. Uh, we are on the corner of Bulger Court and Deal Road, which literally our facility butts up to the northern border of Naperville. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we are on Deal Road just to the east of Lifetime Fitness on the same side of the street, one stoplight away. That's awesome. Um, the bill yeah, the building the building years ago was occupied by Edward Hospital, and uh, and we've now taken that over. Wonderful. Well, let's sort of unpack a little bit because you talked to, uh, as we started about a number of things. So I'd like to kind of unpack each one of them. Let's talk a little bit about your school um, because sure. what has the new facility really allowed you to do for the schools that you operate, Mike? Well, um, there have been, been a couple things. First of all, we've operated three schools and three separate facilities. We've now put all of those facilities into one. Um, the schools that we had, um, th they operated on multiple floors and quite honestly didn't allow for uh, the ability to easily help children that had physical challenges. Um, we now have uh, an, an ADA compliant facility where everything is all on one floor. So from that standpoint, that's huge. Um, we've created and have available, as an example, um, we had a very modest playground at our old facility. Um, we now have a playground that's in the inner circle of the, of the facility in the courtyard that when completed in the spring will be about 30,000 square feet for the kids to be able to run around and, and be kept secure. Yeah. And, and all of that is wonderful. But on top of that, um, one of the things that we were able to do with the new facility is that we've invested, uh, we put our money into the technology that's used for the facility. Uh, so we literally increased the, the speed of the networking and everything, literally 20 times what it was in the old facility. And we also invested in all new technology for the teachers and for the children. Uh, and so we made sure that everyone had one-to-one -one technology in terms of what was available for them to do their, their work. Uh, we never had document or digital cameras. We now have digital cameras. We have, uh, instead of old, uh, smart board technology. We now have interactive flat panels that are things that the teachers can use. Um, it's exciting stuff, and and it's it's really um, these investments have really moved us 
well into the 21st century compared to where we were. And um, it, we have we we've always had great programming, but to be able to complement it with the technology, I think, is outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. So the schools, so the schools are, are are in good shape with with a lot of room to grow. Um, we still have physical space where we can add. My guess is um, probably somewhere between 15 and 17 classrooms, depending upon the size. And it, with eight children per classroom and what we have now, we'll have capacity to be able to serve up to 300 children if need dictates. And, um, it, and, and that's something long after I'll be gone. But, uh, you know, that'll be uh, something that at least it'll provide for the organization room for growth, which I think is a good thing. That's great. So let's kind of switch gears a minute to the Center of Autism for Autism that you mentioned. Just give us a quick highlight in terms of how that has transitioned into your new facility and the benefits. Well, um, we were we were located on the top floor of one of the wings where we were at, and we now have uh, a facility that, in essence, has been renovated, and really the interior is all brand new. Um, so it's it's very comfortable the size of the the size of the therapy rooms, and we have um, at least ten therapy rooms available for the children that we care for. Um, all of those are in place. We have a, a new uh, gentleman who's running our our center, um, and we are about to. Uh, bring on staff a second psychologist to be able to do diagnostic evaluations as we're pushing to be able to um, run and do more of those. Um, th there are some really nice, uh, there's nice space available for occupational therapy. There's just some really nice improvements that were made that will benefit the children that come in for either diagnostic evaluations or the therapies and social groups that we provide for the kids uh, and families. Well, it sounds like too, Mike, I think one of the things you've kind of painted a picture of, it's, it's really a one-stop shop. And I mean, you're really able to uh, sort of wrap a lot of services around the, the clients that you're working with in the school uh, Center for Autism, which is terrific. Um, you know, it, it, it is, I mean, I, I think we've always had a holistic approach with regard to helping um, not only children, but we've our span of support goes literally from children as young as 18 months to the adult programs that we have that are that are located in some in some of the homes in Naperville and the, the adult services in Downers Grove. But I mean, literally to end of life, um, we have a lot of those services, at least for children in particular, in this new facility. And it gives us a, a fair amount of room to grow from that standpoint. That's great. Mike, as we wrap up here, just real quick, what uh, what's on the docket now? You've been working on this for a long time, so what, what's the next thing? You know, it's uh, um, we have uh, we have a number of things that we think that we can do that we can get better um, from an organizational standpoint. But, you know, sadly, uh, Jane, the, the, the needs in terms of what's going on in autism are something where the diagnosis keep continue growing. And, and um, we want to be on the leading edge of the services that are available. Um, we want to continue to help the families in the, in the communities that surround us to be a, a resource that they can count on and, and, in essence, trust to know that we'll be there to be able to support them. So we're going to continue to let people know what we do and let people see the new facilities and and know that we'll be here if if they ever do need us and and that's that's a lot of the stuff that we're going to be doing in the coming years working on that 
Well, hey, we don't want you to rest up here. You got to keep moving. Uh, <laughs> but listen, Mike, thank you so much for coming by. We really appreciate it and sharing the information about uh, your new facility. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to see you. I'm sorry that uh, we can't do this in person, but, you know, we've, we've been doing Zoom for a long time. All of us have, and I think we're all looking forward to those opportunities and hopefully the not-too-distant future where we can get together and and uh, do, do these meetings and events the way they used to be. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And if you would like more information about Little Friends, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you would like to learn more about the organizations featured on today's episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, Sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.